Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. We got a little bit of snow yesterday, but a whole lot more is in the forecast for this week. Yes, our quiet winter is about to get much louder. A special weather statement has been issued for most of southern Ontario ahead of a significant snowfall, which Environment Canada says will arrive by midweek. A Texas low is expected to bring snow to the London region late Wednesday into Thursday. Snowfall accumulations of 10 to 15 centimetres are possible, with locally higher amounts of up to 20 centimetres. In this region, the special weather statement covered London, Strathroy, and Middlesex County, as well as St. Thomas, Elmer, and Elgin County, in addition to Woodstock, Tilsonburg, and Oxford County. The National Weather Service says rapidly accumulating snow will make travel difficult, and that will uh, be, or there will also be reduced visibility due to heavy snow. This would be the first major storm since the storm that snarled traffic right before Christmas. We had some issues on the 401 yesterday. Yeah, jackknifed tractor-trailer carrying fuel caused an oil spill yesterday afternoon on the 401 near London. The London Fire Department closed the highway's westbound lanes between Highbury Ave and Veterans Memorial Parkway. Now, crews had warned of a lengthy closure. It reopened after a couple of hours. The Ministry of the Environment has been contacted to look into the situation. The OMA has released a new study that has a favorable view of virtual visits. Yeah, a study led by researchers with the Ontario Medical Association found no evidence patients substituted hospital emergency rooms for virtual visits with their family doctor in the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic. Researchers say the peer-reviewed study published uh, today in the Canadian Medical Association Journal is significant given recent calls to reduce virtual service over quality of care concerns and ER burdens. The study says there was no evidence the pivot to virtual visits by family doctors at the outset of the pandemic led patients to turn to emergency departments instead. Researchers analyzed data from nearly 8,000 Ontario doctors practicing in family health groups and family health organizations with rostered patients. OMA President Rose Zacharias said the shift to virtual primary care at the outset of the pandemic prompted questions about whether the move had placed additional strain on emergency departments. She says the study shows no link. Speaking of healthcare, pediatric hospitals in the province are sounding the alarm about surgical wait lists. Yeah, this is really concerning. Nearly 12,000 children are on a wait list for surgeries across Ontario. It's a situation that officials at four major pediatric hospitals say is part of a much bigger problem that they need help from the province to solve. A viral respiratory surge driven by a particularly bad strain of the flu and uh, RSV overwhelmed the Children's Hospital at the London Health Sciences Centre, the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto, McMaster's Sick Children's uh, Hospital in Hamilton and CHEO in Ottawa. The hospitals say that surge has slowed after three difficult months that saw surgeries cancelled and staff redeployed to help out overburdened emergency departments and intensive care units. Now hospitals are looking for more long-term help from the province to tackle the wait list, speed up surgeries and expand emergency departments. They say they appreciate the province's investments in boosting ICU capacity but need investments in the rest of the system. The hunt for the gunman wanted in connection with a deadly shooting in the United States has ended. 
Yeah, the hunt for the gunman who killed 10 at a Los Angeles area ballroom dance club ended yesterday when authorities found him dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound in the van he used to flee after people thwarted his attempt at a second shooting. Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna identified the man as 72-year-old Hu Can Tran and said no other suspects were at large. Speaking at an evening news conference, he added that the motive remained unclear for the attack, which also left 10 people wounded. Luna did not have the exact ages of the victims, but said they all appeared to be over the age of 50. The shooting was the nation's fifth mass killing this month. It's also the deadliest attack since May 24th, when 21 people were killed in an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. Let's end with a smile and a story about a six-year-old who bought a lot of stuff on Amazon. Yeah, Montreal-area mother says she was shocked to learn her clever six-year-old daughter was able to buy more than $2,100 worth of purchases on her Amazon account right under her nose. The mother said she believed all of the Amazon emails she got last weekend about recent purchases were spam, so she ignored it, thought nothing of it. Then a few days later, a delivery van arrived with about 35 packages at her front doorstep. She said her daughter was making the purchases on a family tablet, which was linked to her Apple account. The good news is she's going to be able to return all of the items. Good uh, news and a good reminder to make sure uh, you are aware about that uh, link. Uh, Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1834, a fire destroyed the Chateau St. Louis in Quebec City. The Chateau was home to the governors of New France since it was uh, built by Samuel de Champlain. In 1863, the Toronto Stock Exchange began daily trading sessions. In 1909, radio was first used to save lives at sea. A distress signal brought help when the Republic rammed and sank the Florida off the New England coast. In 1922, in Toronto, a 14-year-old Leonard Thompson became the first diabetic to receive an insulin injection. Frederick Banting and John McLeod of University of Toronto shared the uh, next year's Nobel Prize for Medicine for the discovery of the treatment. In 1941, Franz von Wera became the only German prisoner of war to escape in Canada. En route to a northern Ontario prison camp, he escaped from a train near Prescott, Ontario, and made it to the United States in a stolen rowboat. When he got back to Germany, Hitler awarded him the Iron Cross. He was later killed in action. In 1973, an accord was reached to end the Vietnam War. A few days later, a ceasefire was signed by the United States, North and South Vietnam, and the Viet Cong, but it was never implemented. Heavy fighting continued for two years until the North Vietnamese Army captured the entire country. Canada accepted more than 100,000 Vietnamese refugees. In 1995, after a 10-year battle, Guy Paul Morin was acquitted of the 1984 killing of his 9-year-old neighbor. Following an Ontario government inquiry, the province awarded him and his parents $1.25 million in compensation. That was in 1997. In 2005, Johnny Carson, the longtime host of The Tonight Show, died at the age of 79. In 2007, new rules kicked in requiring Canadians flying into the United States to have a passport. In 2014, a fire raged through a residence for senior citizens in Quebec, killing 32 people. The owners of the facility were part of a $3.8 million civil lawsuit later filed against the town, alleging it failed to implement emergency plans that might have lowered the death toll. And on this day in 2022, Canada's foreign ministry 
advised staff serving around the world to watch for mysterious illness symptoms following unexplained health incidents among diplomats in Cuba. Happy birthday to listener Eloise, who turns 70. You share a birthday with Richard Dean Anderson, who turns 73. Chesley Sullenberger, Sully, uh, the uh, pilot, is 72. Mariska Hargitay is 59. And Tiffany Thiessen turns 49.